It was late August 2016. I was 18 years old. I had just moved into my dorm to start my freshman year of college, and I was terrified. As an only child, I've never been completely on my own, and I had certainly never shared a small space with a stranger. I can't do this, I thought to myself, as I looked around me in a completely new space where I didn't know anyone. The days went by, the weeks passed, and I called my parents in tears almost daily, asking them to pick me up. I went home every weekend I could. I hated where I was. I couldn't focus on classes, and I just didn't feel that sense of belonging. Between a roommate who didn't respect my space and being almost three hours from home, I just couldn't do it. I'm not cut out for this, I thought, as I sat in bed on a Saturday night when my sweetmates were getting all dressed up to go out and I was getting ready to go to bed. Spring semester came. I moved dorms in hopes of finding a roommate who wouldn't go through my things or have guys in the room unannounced. I went from a double room to a triple where my bed went all the way to the ceiling and all my stuff was crammed underneath it. I now shared a room with two other girls instead of just one. I was miserable. After finishing my freshman year with a 1.9 GPA, I felt like there was no way I could do it again. I wanted to drop out. I wanted to go home. Maybe some people were cut out for college life, but I knew I wasn't. I didn't have a lot of friends and I just wanted to go home. My mom said to me, Annie, before you know it, it will be 2020. All your friends will be walking across that stage, and if you go home now, you'll regret it. And the days and the weeks just continued to not change. You were really, um, I just remember you being really unhappy and wanting me to come and get you and asking me to just, you know, understanding that I had to work, but was there any way I could just get you on the weekend? You were very respectful about it, but you were very unhappy. And then my deal became, I can come and get you on a Friday, but she can't give me a hard time to bring you back on a Sunday because you have to be at school. Well, fast forward to senior year. After a couple of really tough years trying my best, I now have a 3.6 GPA, made the Dean's List, I am involved in Greek Life, Choir Executive Board, an editor for her campus, and have had two amazing internships. On top of all of this, I have an incredible, supportive group of friends. But here's where it gets complicated. Coronavirus. What started as something in China that felt so far away has slowly made its way here and taken with it my mom's job, the ability to see my grandparents and friends, and the last moments of senior year with friends and family that finally made this place feel like home. Was pushing through all of this worth it? It took me so long to get to where I am now. How can it all be over? Although some professors have been understanding, many have been seemingly given even more work than usual. If it's not tough enough on seniors' mental health to have lost the bumper between senior year and going into the real world, we are now exhausted from completing what feels like double the work. We are also feverishly hunting for jobs at companies that most likely aren't even hiring. We all thought we had senior year and graduation and more senior pub nights at Reds, but it's all gone. Although we are hoping to have graduation rescheduled, it just won't be the same. I think that there is an apparent that's heart doesn't break for kids being home right now and they shouldn't be. Um, I've enjoyed having you home and I think it's I think we've become closer with you being home. Um, and I've enjoyed you, you know, in the process of us cooking together and being together. But I know this isn't where you're supposed to be. And my heart breaks for that. And my heart breaks that your kid that pushed, sorry, I'm getting emotional, but your kid that pushed through really tough circumstances that I didn't even mention about 
And here we are, he were almost at the finish line and that was somewhat taken away. And I know they say, well, we'll have a ceremony, we'll have a ceremony. And, and there isn't one kid on this earth who doesn't have some kind of disappointment of upcoming events. But I think for you, or rather for me and you, you being my only child, to see that you push so hard, it's just it's literally heartbreaking for me. And if I could change it, I would, but I can't. And that's what's so hard as a parent. We're used to fixing things. I could come and get you on the weekend and make it better, but I can't change this. I can't make school reopen and I can't make a graduation happen when it's supposed to. And it's just, it's, it sits with me, a lump in my stomach. One of my closest friends is an international student and will be flying back home as soon as she can. She won't be able to come for alumni weekend or a rescheduled graduation. Now, as I say this, I want to point out that I recognize my privilege. I have food, a wonderful home, and I'm so grateful for all of those things. But I realized it's still okay to grieve my senior year after all that has happened. One of the biggest struggles for me is being apart from loved ones. I'm lucky enough to be quarantined with my mom, but my dad lives about 45 minutes away in Boston, and it's been tough. Last fall, he suffered a heart attack, and because of that, it puts him at even greater risk to get the virus. We have managed to go on walks six feet apart, but I've learned it's devastating to be so close to a loved one, but not be able to hug them. It's also terrifying to know that you could be a carrier and have no symptoms at all. The thing is that's been really, really hard is uh, not being able to see you as, as easily, right? I mean, my one and only child, uh, who's the light of my, my life, I, ha I have to be really careful because of my high risk status and and, uh, and she's being very careful too. I mean, the, the irony of it is, is the way we can show our love to each other is by not getting together or not hugging if we do get together. But, you know, the way we've gotten around some of that is we've gone for a couple of long walks. You know, they've been, they've been great and they're six feet apart. And uh, it's just always good to, to see someone in person, get outside the house. My grandparents live in Rhode Island, and their age, as well as some pre-existing conditions, make them also a member of the high-risk group for the virus. I wanted to drive down and see them, even from the window, while we talked on the phone, but recently Rhode Island has started pulling over out-of-state vehicles, which puts me at risk of being close to an officer if I was pulled over. How did this happen? How do we cope? How do we continue to put effort into classes when we're scared we won't even get jobs? I guess there is no answer, because there is no end date. I think I'm trying my best to take things one day at a time. At the end of the day, I'm thankful for friendships, my supportive family, the memories, and for technology that makes it easy to connect virtually. I still hold on to hope for the day that I can be reunited with my loved ones and friends, and I'll never take things like a hug or gatherings for granted again. Thank you, Sacred Heart University, for giving me everything that I didn't know that I needed.